Hello, Internet. Welcome back to this week's edition of the Press Play Podcast. My name is Seth. My name is Ian. And I'm Matt Dasher. All right. Today, we're going to start off talking about the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, their latest episode. Uh, I just got done watching it a few minutes ago. It's, hmm. I don't know. I, I, I dig it. I dig the show. I, I think it's got a good vibe. Um, I definitely have uh, definitely have some ideas of where this is going to go. But uh, for for the for the episode that we got, I think we pretty much called a lot of it. We're like, yeah, you're not Steve. You're never going to be Steve. Like I was like, man, my call. I knew all this shit was going to happen. Like just let it go. Yeah. Um, I will say this: the uh, Kurt Russell son playing U.S. agent, aka, you know, Captain America Part Two. Um, he's not bad. I liked him in this episode. Yeah, he was. Well, how you can't even you can't even judge and say he wasn't he was bad in the last episode because he didn't do anything. No, no he, he wasn't he, bad the last episode. He just looked bad. Oh yeah, he, I mean, they, they yeah, just got him. At, terrible. That was a, they got him at a garbage angle. First of yeah. all, yeah, but he looked terrible. Mm-hmm. And this, yeah, um, the the new suit is kind kind of grown on me. But uh, I'll tell you this right now, I and I hope I'm wrong, but that motherfucker is evil. Think so? Well, I, I know U.S. Agent is an actual character within mm-hmm. you know the comic books. I don't know the first thing about him other than he at one point in time took up the Captain America uh, mantle. Um, I don't know if he's friend. I don't know if he's foe. I don't know the first thing about him, Well, uh, but I'm interested to find out. Usually, whenever somebody who is good says to another good guy, stay out of my way, yeah, <laughs> that <laughs> motherfucker <laughs> is bad. That's what yeah. I was going to bring up is, is that's the moment where you're like, okay, yeah, he's going to he's gonna be a problem. Yep, He, he may not be the villain, but he's yeah. going to cause some trouble. He's yeah. Pro- yeah, he might be working for, uh, you know, Hydra or Zemo or whoever. But usually when you hear that phrase, yeah. stay out of my way, I'm like, all right, well, nice knowing well, you guys. I, yeah, mean, I guess they're going to fight soon. Yeah, it's been previously established that Zemo is going to be the main antagonist in this show. But the chick that kicked Bucky's ass as Falcon so eloquently put in mid-fight scene. That little girl just whipped your ass. <laughs> yeah. I, did, um, I, I am loving their... Hunting, I'm loving their back and her forth. down, and I'm pretty sure that's Zemo. Yeah, I'm, I'm loving their back and forth, uh, yeah. speaking of that. Before they even rushed mm-hmm. after the, um, the the truck, she's like, I have a vibranium arm. And he's like, I can fly. Who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I, that's, that's, a, that's something that I... Um, it's not surprising, but it's a, it's, it's a pleasant addition to the show is the banter between Bucky and Falcon. They play off each other so well. Mm-hmm. It, it it adds to the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, I mean, they work really good together on camera. And when they, they come together in their mutual hatred of this new Captain America was hilarious because uh, they're riding in the truck and he's got a sidekick. He's like, what's your name? Battlestar? Battlestar? Stop the truck! <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I'm done. I, yeah. that was it. That was that, that was that last straw. He's like, I've had it. I'm yeah. stop the truck. I'll walk. Yeah. yeah. Like Seth said, um, I'm digging the show. This episode, not saying again, not saying the first episode was bad, right. but this one was better. Um, way better. 
Yeah, and it was it I was I was thinking, what are they gonna do with this new cap? And seeing him in action was kind of cool, you know. It's yeah. like okay, he's yeah, you know, clearly got the uh got the chops to you know own the shield, but it's not somebody you want right. to see. So but yeah. it was it was still cool, and you know, they even gave him a sidekick. Yeah. Even though the name is so stupid, I'm with Bucky. I'm like, God damn it, Battlestar. Right. God right. damn. All right. Yeah, let me out of the fucking truck. But Ugh. for like we said last week, they definitely got more shit done. They uh, they're they're building up speed because we said last week they just they did ten minutes of cool stuff and the, nothing we've seen in the last twenty minutes of the first episode has made a difference yeah. so far. So if. Yeah. If they don't bring it up again, they were just wasting our time. Yeah. Which is just going to piss me off. Yeah. This episode was perfectly oh. paced. There was just enough action to dialogue driven scenes to balance each other out. They gave you time to breathe. Um, yep. Gave you time to breathe. Gave you time to absorb some shit. Um, the dialogue driven scenes in particular weren't boring. They didn't drag on. Um, they served their purpose. Yeah. They moved the fuck on. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was just a very good episode. I- I'm glad we finally. Uh got to hear Bucky say out loud what's bothering him. If he's uh-huh. if, if he's wrong about you, then he's wrong about me. And it's fucking with him. And I, I think that's a that's a compelling uh conflict for him to have. Yeah. Uh yeah. It was it was nice to see them finally talk it out. And it was nice to see them finally bring up the fact that originally there was more than just two super one super soldier. Yeah, I, um, I really Isaiah, want Black to... Captain America got shitted on, and you know that was a pretty cool, thought-provoking scene. It's like, damn. But I also um, want them to explore more of that. With, I agree. Because yeah. I, I, I don't read uh, Marvel comics, so I had to pretty much figure out just based on what information they gave me. Mm. So I, so mm-hmm. but there, I mean, you're on the internet. The internet's yeah. gonna fucking tell you. Uh, even if you don't I, want them to, they're like Facebook. It's like, hey, remember that yeah. scene? Well, here's it explained. Like, can you not, I, I, please? I would like to get another, you know, 10 minutes of that backstory. That's all I need. We might. Just another 10 minutes of that guy explaining his, his, his situation, talking to Bucky, talking to, um, you know, Sam, whoever. Um, give me 10 more minutes of that. And as long as it's done right, I'm good on that. Yeah. But I doubt we'll get another 10 minutes of it because I'm thinking that's just all we're going to hear about that. I, I, think we're, on. I think we're working towards a uh, an eventual reconciliation between an understanding between Sam and Bucky. Sure. Um, that's going to yeah. wind up, you know, making one of them uh, the next Captain America. I, I'm still wondering how that's going to go because Bucky was the Captain America in the comics. Was well, Sam so was Sam. So was yeah. Sam was. Sam was. So yeah, I, I don't know which way they're going to go. Quite recently, actually. I think Sam was more recent than Bucky. Yeah. Bucky was like right after Cap, I think. So exactly. um, it wouldn't surprise me before this is all said and done. And it might not. The culmination of this might not happen in this series. It might happen in a movie somewhere down the road. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Bucky winds up being the next Cap. If only Falcon. for a little while. Or Falcon. Uh, I don't give a well, shit. I, mean, yeah, I, I honestly cool don't give a one. shit which one. Yeah, I'm good with either one being capped, to be perfectly honest with you. Yeah. I, I um, think I think they're both worthy of the title. Agreed. Um agreed. uh they they both have something to prove to themselves. Uh 
in order to be uh, comfortable with having it, mm-hmm. having you know carrying that shield around and being that symbol. Um, I think that uh, I think that Bucky's reasoning is much more complex. Yeah. Than yeah. Sam's. Yeah. Um, Sam's is still valid. It's sure. valid, but uh, I, I I find myself siding more with with Bucky because he he was like he gave Steve gave that to you and yeah. you just threw it away. Yep. Like it was nothing. You gave it away. And I was like, yeah, that's exactly what you did. And it kind of pissed me off. I'm not even in this show. I'm just watching it. Yeah. I'm sure that story is going to lead somewhere. I mean, he gave his reasonings on why he did it. But at some point in time, one of them is going to have a choice to make. Mm -hmm. Am I going to hold this shield or is he going to hold this shield? And um, I don't know who's going to wind up making the decision, but a decision will be made. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... Because uh, it's not going to be you as agent, that's for sure. No. Oh and, hell no. And I did. Uh, I did say last week that I was going to try to keep these comparisons to a minimum, but I said with Wandavision that I just, if anything, if you wanted to make it better, you should have made it funny at least, which it, it definitely was not. This yeah. show definitely has the Marvel humor it that does, we've yeah. grown accustomed to for so many years. Like uh, mm-hmm. when, when he's like, "Listen." Uh, He's like, I don't. Where's the parachute? He's like, we're 200 feet above. Oh, then I don't need one. And he jumps, and he's like, but and Falcon's like, by the way, I got all of that on camera. Yeah, like it just takes a break from the action to tell you yeah. a joke, yeah. but it doesn't do it in a way that feels forced. Yeah, because it, 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 yeah, none of none of it feels like gags. Yeah, it's uh following the traditional MCU platform. The show is exactly. um, you get your action, you get you get just enough humor to where you have your humor. Um, it's, it's almost like watching a movie play out, but in episode, but, um, episodically, that's probably why they made this a six episode miniseries. I think me and you, you, Seth, were talking about this the other day. It's like, they probably just didn't want to pay them, uh, as much as they would for a movie. So they shot a movie and broke it up into episodes because six episodes, that's as long as a movie. Yep. Yeah. Probably why they did it. And that's, that's just corporate greed. And for these two characters, that's a smart move because, um, Sure, we could have had a Bucky and or um, a Falcon and Winter Soldier movie. We already but... have one. This is it. This yeah. is our movie. This is it. Exactly. Instead yep. of giving it to us all at once, you're breaking it up into six 35, 40 minute episodes. And you avoid having to pay them more for that. Exactly. So yes, um, excited about next week for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's a fine show so far. Speaking of something else, I'm looking forward to the rest of uh-huh. our next our next topic of the week. Oh yeah, Amazon original animated series Invincible, uh, based on the Image comic by the creator of The Walking Dead. Um, I got to, I, I never read this comic. Not, not, um, not, not to cut you off real quick, Seth. I apologize, but I'm going to go ahead and pop my collar on this and say this was a uh, Matt Dasher recommendation. No, you forced us into it. I did force you into it, but one person for sure I know is enjoying the fruits of that forcefulness. And Seth, please go ahead. Uh, this show's a lot of fun. Uh, it's it's gruesome. It's uh, it's emotional when it needs to be. It's it's over the top at a lot of places, and I don't know. I'm digging it. I I dig it so far. Uh, the, the animation's great. The animation's great. Yeah. 
the voice casting is just fucking wow. Yeah. Wow. Um, Ian, let's get your overall view, and then I want to break it down, starting with the first episode, if Seth doesn't mind. Just my overall view of the show. Yeah. I'll give it to you in two words. It's fine. Okay. That's it. I mean, it's, it's, yeah, just fine. It's not, it's not, I think, groundbreaking. It's not, you know, it's not not spectacular. It's must-see television. It's fun. Well, I I will say this. Um, I haven't read the entire Invincible comic arc. I've read a a, a decent portion of it. Um, We'll start with this. We'll start with episode one. Um, Well, Seth, it's your show. Give us the foundation for episode one. And then I'll, and then I'll say what I was going to say. Basically, you have this uh, this group of superheroes. It's, it's, uh, you have a Justice this, League. You have a Justice League. It's, it's their, it's their, uh, they're almost satire of it in a the way. Guardians of the yeah. Globe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the leader, their <laughs> Superman, who they call Omni Man. He's not the uh, leader. He's not even a part of the group. He just checks in when he, he just when shows he up. By okay. the way, yeah. so before you go on, speaking of parody, does every single superhero team in the universe, whether it be the boys or this, does everyone have to have a Batman clone? Well, that's yeah. what Image does. Image mm-hmm. Comics is predicated on straight up bootlegging major characters from Marvel and DC. No, even the boys do. did it. Yeah, but I mean, this is this has image Omni Man, direct clone of Superman, Supreme, Wonder Woman, um, Nightwing, Batman knockoff. Um, I could go on and on. That's what Image does. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they do it. They take those characters that DC and Marvel have made famous, put a different name on them, mm-hmm. and make them more brutal than if- DC and Marvel do. If anything, this episode made me want to go. I don't ever want to hear any of you fucking Batman fans say that he could beat Superman ever again because he <laughs> destroyed him. He broke his entire everything. Fuck him. That's what I wanted to get to. Um, so Invincible is obviously Omni Man's son. Mm-hmm. Omni Man, voiced by um, J.K. Simmons. J.K. Simmons. Um, Invincible, voiced by Steve Young. Um, and if you don't know who that is, that's Glenn from The Walking Dead. Um, and he's coming into his powers as a teenager. His father is like the greatest superhero on the face of the earth. And then you've got the bootleg Justice League and uh, um, War Woman, really? War Woman, um, Flounder, um, <laughs> Red, Red Rush, or whatever his name was. Red Rush, know. yeah, yeah. And so, uh, they all get called into a meeting and they all get there and they're like, well, if you didn't call us here, who did? And then Omni-Man comes in. Yeah. Straight and murders like, everyone. And just with extreme, fucking, with extreme oh, prejudice. With extreme out of, fucking prejudice. Out of nowhere. Yeah. By the yeah. way, yeah. At that, at that point, up until that point, I was like, this show is just okay. Because no blood has been spilled up until that point. They kept it very G-rated up until they kept then. It very close to the best. And yeah. then, oh my God, the blood and the guts start pouring. He punched a, he punched Green Ghost right through the skull. Yeah. It was, I'm like, oh shh. Cause I was yeah. I was just I was just in the back of my chair, dude. I'm like, yeah, this show's fine. I mean, I 
I don't know what the Raven. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's a that's a welcome addition. That that actual sequence in the cut. See what they did is that is the first main arc twist of the comic books, but it happens in like issue six or seven. So the fact that we got that at episode one leads me to believe that they're going to go deep into the Invincible comics. And if they go that deep, you just think we saw some shit right there? We ain't seen shit yet. This comic book gets fucking bananas. It gets off the fucking rails violent. Gruesome. uh, Holy shit. And if that's the route we're going, I'm looking forward to it. Because they could do this whole storyline. They could do every issue of Invincible and probably four maybe five seasons and it would all be it would all be worth it but yeah speaking of uh clones i like every i couldn't help it because when i see these when i see these shows i'm just like oh that's obviously a clone of gambit uh was it rexplode and <laughs> adam eve is clearly just a green lantern knockoff and you've yeah. got the robot and triplicate which i love <laughs> Uh, the the foursome scene in the shower. <laughs> if you're dating a woman who can do that, yeah, obviously you're yeah. gonna well, he ask wasn't her dating to do her. that. Well, he uh, wasn't dating her. He, yeah, he, but, he was cheating on the boot. He was cheating on bootleg Sapphire with her. Yeah, but uh, I, well, I mean, even Doctor Manhattan did it in Watchmen. I mean, he sure. made multiple. He made tri- uh, triplicates of himself. If you can do that, you're obviously yeah. going to do that in the bedroom. Yeah. And I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it right now. Um, over the course taking episode one out of the equation over the course of the next two episodes robot was my favorite character he was okay i liked robot i, I liked, liked robot him. a lot i liked him but uh i i can't i never know the guy's name but the guy who plays rexplode who's in everything now but he's he's like he was rafi in the league he was in uh he's in so many things and he's just like the funny guy that's not uh, zachary quinto is it no 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 no, yeah. I can't remember oh, what his name is, okay. but uh, he is awesome in almost everything. Well, the, the, one of the concepts I like most about this show is the alien invaders who come to Earth, they fight for a little while, and they start dying for no apparent reason, and they run away. And Robot comes to find out it's because their world moves at a faster rate of speed than ours so they are literally aging to death when they're evading earth and then they go away and in our reality it's like two days and their reality is like 10 years so they catch up on the technology come back again get that that was a pretty cool concept i like that that was that was smart yeah except uh except i don't see it playing out any uh, to any other degree than they were just the bad guys of the episode when mm-hmm. really we sh- you're, you're trying to focus on does Omni-Man know that he is responsible or was he brainwashed or what because that's that has hardly been addressed I know the answer to that but I can't tell you because it's going to give away the remainder of the series and if you did I'd buy a ticket to Florida jump on a plane Fly down there. It'll take me about six hours to get there. Have my mom pick me up. Have her drop me off at your place, and I'd punch you. Yeah, which is exactly why I'm not going to give it away. But um, if if they and, and they probably they followed, like I said, they covered about six issues of the graphic novel in episode one, um, mm-hmm. loosely. Um, 
you know, they left out a lot, of course, but that scene where Omni Man's fighting the um, Guardians of the of the whatever the globe that was pretty much a seven panel. Um, that was that was probably seven panels in episodes in uh, issue six or seven, and it all happened mainly kind of off screen, so you know it's happening, but you don't actually see it happening. And the fact mm. that they put it in this show that you get to see it happening in nah. this show, the was, fact was, I, was that's something. Awesome. I mean, yeah, it would have been like, oh no, he killed them all. But the fact that you saw him do it, yeah, that's and the just, way he did it. It was yeah. fucking if when anything, he fucking I, when I, he took that mace and just split flounder upside the head. Oh my god, yeah, it was brutal. I, I, I loved it. I don't know exactly where uh, they're going with Omni Man. All I know is that he's lying. Yeah, he uh. Yeah, he straight up lied to uh, the old guy with the long gray hair, yeah. uh, with the scarred face. Yeah. Um, and, um, so yeah, it, he he, what, he he did that maliciously, and yeah. we just don't know why he did it. And that guy's basically like their Amanda Waller. What are your thoughts on uh, Damian Darkblood? I mean, great. He's Etrigan and Constantine put together. Who cares? I mean, it's pretty cool. I, I, I like him as a character. It's pretty cool. Well, you like him as a character because he's not given a character. He's just shown doing some stuff for five minutes and then you never see him again. I mean, it's cool what he does. I mean, if you want to just say that you're impressed with his superpowers, that's great. That's cool. But him as a character, what character? You'll you'll get a lot more of him as the uh, series goes on. I promise you that. Okay. Yeah. I can't make that. I just saying I can't make that decision because I haven't read the comics. This I'm, show I'm, is only going to get more brutal and more wacky and more over the top as it goes on. That that I can promise you. I'm looking forward to the rest of it. Um, yeah. I just yeah. I just don't I just don't think that this show is a uh, is one for the masses. No, uh, right. This yeah. Is for, this is for a certain audience, and yeah. it's going to scratch that itch. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. basically like, listen, if you love DC or whatever, here's a nice little parody for you to you know get you going in between superhero films because we haven't gotten one in a long time. And that's pretty much it. Yeah. Every, mm-hmm. everybody's a clone of somebody. And that's all I could do just to, it's like, Oh, wow. Well, with the, exception of, with the exception of invincible, I mean, you could say that he might be a clone of like Superboy or, you know, pick another random, extremely superpowered hero, but he, how yeah, his he's, skill he's, set. He's yeah, basically how, Superboy. Yeah. How his skill set comes into play and what gives him his powers like his true powers later on, um, it's actually a really, really. If you cool say it's concept. his emotions, because no, that's it, what it, happened when uh, Adam Eve was getting beat up and he just destroyed everything. I'm like, oh look, he's a Saiyan. Great. It's it, it's not. Um, it, it, it'll be fun. It's gonna be fun. We'll see. But yeah, yeah it's a. Uh, it's nothing spectacular. It's just, you know, it's 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 fun. Yep. And yeah, it's, it's a good it's watch. Fine. It's fine. It's a good, it's a yeah. good watch. I don't see um, it, uh, you know, going down in history. It kind of just. We still is, we still got seven episodes, six seven episodes left. So uh, you know, your mind your mind might be changed on that before it's all said and done. We'll just have to wait. We'll see. see. We'll see where we go with it. Uh, yeah, but this is a, I think this is a good start. Sure. Um, and if I may, before we get into the main topic, just a bit of news, news, ladies and gentlemen. Um. Mortal Kombat, the movie has been pushed back exactly seven days. They did this with Godzilla as well. Um, at this point, I guess it's kind of 
to be expected with Amazon Prime and movie theater drops that, you know, we were told we were going to give Godzilla. Max. Yeah, we were told we were going to give Godzilla versus Kong on a certain day. Which we get tomorrow. Right, exactly. And then they came out and they pushed it back a week. Well, that week is going to be tomorrow. Yeah, because we're uh, recording the this same thing. on yeah. the 30th. And we yeah. are... Which, but which means that we're going to have to do two episodes again this week because yep. I'm watching it tomorrow. Yeah. The second I get too. off work, I am out of here. Exactly. And uh, so they're pushing uh, Mortal Kombat from the 16th to the 23rd. Seven days, no big deal. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll still be there for it. The second bit of nerd news is it's been confirmed that Keanu Reeves will reprise his role, reprise his role as John Constantine in the DC Justice League Dark film. Thoughts on that? It should have been Matt Ryan. I don't have thoughts. I agree. Yeah, should have been Matt Ryan. Yeah. I do like Reeves' Constantine movie. It's not comic book canon in any way, shape, form, or fashion, but it was a fun film. Yeah, I mean, that's not... it. This is, yeah, I don't know if you're expecting us to dive into that. That's just no. news at this yeah, point. Yeah, exactly. yeah, he, he did news. fine. He did yeah. fine. Should have been Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. Seth, what's your main topic, my friend? All right. <laughs> We are going to be talking about the 1998 film starring John Favreau, Jeremy Piven, uh, Cameron Diaz, Daniel Sturd, the Christian Slater, Christian Slater, the very dark comedy, very bad things um, about a man played by uh, Mr. Favreau himself, a very young Mr. Favreau. I was going to say a very um, young John Favreau. Yeah, that uh, jaw could cut paper. It's crazy. Yeah, okay. He is going to get married to this uh, bitch. Very Ooh. neurotic, just incredibly uh, uh, bitchy, bitchy, and, and obsessive. Petty. Can we say the c word? No. Uh, no. Okay. All right. Well, she's the c word. Uh, it's it. It, it's. <laughs> She's so over the top crazy, and yeah. Favreau's character is such a little bitch when it comes to her. This entire um, movie is so over the top crazy. Yeah, yeah. but uh, uh, the whole thing is they're going to go on a on a bachelor party to Vegas, and they get there to the hotel, and you know they're 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 smoking the pot, they're doing the blow, they're drinking lots of beer, um, having a good old time. Well, they hire a stripper. Stripper comes in, well, she's also a hooker, and Piven's character mm. um, says he'll take her for a ride. Mm. So they go in the bathroom, and I remember when I told you guys about this last week, I said it was about a bachelor party gone very wrong. Ian, you have never seen this film. Or heard of it. Or heard of it. Um, here at the part where things go wrong, I leave it to you. What did you think when this happened? And okay. what happened? Uh I th- I had a lot of um, expectations for, or not expectations, but like guesses as to where this was going to go from here on out. And it's like, is this supposed to be? Is this going to be a comedy? Like, it's very dark. Uh, it's hardly funny. But uh, after that, I'm like, oh shit. Okay, so they got to deal with this, and then they just kind of go on with their lives uh, after they have to. You know, a security guard shows up to check on them. They almost get away with it. And Christian Slater just, you know, stabs him through the heart. And listening to that security guard die on the other side of the door was just, oh, my God, that was awful. It was awful. It was. And yeah, they wind up 
cutting up both bodies, uh, the stripper and the security guard, putting them in suitcases, burying them in the desert, and then trying to live their lives like nothing happened. Um, which, of course, is going to go terribly wrong. Yes. Which, um, this is the point in the film where you find out that Christian Slater's character, Boyd, is a psychopath. Is a fucking psychopath. He's one of the craziest motherfuckers I've ever seen on film. And also, if I dare say, the best played character throughout the entire movie. This uh, is probably I, Christian I, Slater's I would, best I would argue It is Christian Slater's best performance, in my opinion. Yeah, but I would also argue that, uh, I, I can't remember his name, but uh, Jeremy Piven's brother in the film. Uh, uh uh, Daniel Stern. Yeah, Daniel Stern. I think he was also one of the best performed in this film as well. He, he played Daniel Stern. No, uh, no. He, Marv he, is Daniel Stern. He, he was Marv from Home Alone, just in a different setting. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with that, but I, I like him. His freak out moments were just, uh, were just awesome. But yes, I and I even said this. Uh, after I watched the movie, I was like, yeah, this Christian Slater performance, clearly written by somebody who's seen Heathers before, because all I could think about was this is just him and Heathers, but so much worse. Mm. And then Dasher made a comment about my masculinity, having seen Heathers. And, <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say, I was like, I don't understand the reference because I've never seen Heathers because I have a dick. Uh, well, I do too. Apparently that it. doesn't matter. Why does that matter? Yeah, it, Heather, really, it does not matter Heather, at all. Heather's is hilarious. Yeah, people think that it, just because it's called Heather's, it's a chick flick. No, it's a dark comedy. Um, so give I, your balls a tug. I, I, as we speak. Um, but so uh, yeah, uh, this movie it it starts off kind of slow, and then once they get to Vegas, yeah. and you know Jeremy Piven bangs a stripper played by porn legend Kobe Ty. Um, you would know that. Very familiar with her work. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. She, she, she's a uh, 90s porn star, but that's neither here nor there. How many times are you going to say that in one episode? I've started. I'm going to start counting. <laughs> Please do. I, I would like to know myself. I'll let so, you know at the end of the next one. He's, he's fucking her in the bathroom and like slams her up against the door. And there's a coat hanger spike hanging on the door that probably goes to the back of her head. It did. And for the next mm-hmm. five seconds, he's literally being Still a necrophiliac. He didn't know. <laughs> he didn't know. He didn't know. But he was still fucking a corpse regardless for like five seconds. And um, yeah, uh, Christian Slater's a man with a plan. Hey, nobody knows she's here. We'll cut her up. We'll bury her in the desert. We'll go on with our lives. There's a knock at the door. It's a security guard. Oh, shit. We're fixing to get busted. Security guard comes in. Y'all keep it down here. Let me slap a little money in your hand so you can forget that we were being loud. Security guard's just about to make it out the door and looks to his left and sees a dead body. <sighs> you know, it's uh, yeah. one but of wa- those setups. Watching, and, um, watching Christian Slater just, his character gets so much worse. And mm-hmm. the, the fact that these people just continue to go along with it and then his own friends start getting roped off. It's like, God, di- is anyone going to live through this movie? <laughs> we'll get to that. Nearly not. Yeah. We'll get to that. Because <laughs> everyone starts dying. Yeah, because um, I, thought, I thought it was just like, okay, they uh, 
things start getting worse. But I didn't know, you know, our main cast was going to, you know, just start start getting smaller and smaller because the, the first person uh, in the group to to bite it was uh, Daniel Stern's character because he's freaking out and he they have a wedding that they're supposed to be planning and he, people think he's going to crack. And starts blaming Jeremy Piven for everything that happened. Who's his Even, brother? Who's his brother? Me. And which I understand why he's freaking out because he has a family. But the fact that he was just blaming Jeremy Piven is really not his. I wouldn't say mm-hmm. all of it's Jeremy Piven's fault. It was an accident. Mm-hmm. But it's like, like really, you should have been uh, on Christian Slater this entire time because he he's made it so much worse up to this point. Then Jerry yeah. Piven drives away. It's like, wait, no, I'm not driving away. I'm going to bash that minivan and just rams into Daniel Stern. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah, just runs him down. Just runs him fucking down. I'm like, okay, now, <laughs> now we're getting into the into the meat and potatoes of the movie. And Christian mm-hmm. Slater's like, always got to lie. Uh, yeah. re- he's got to lie ready. He says it so calmly, like a yeah. true psychopath. And he, then... He, he's definitely a fucking... Um, Oh my god, what's the word for the those people? Um not psychopath, but fucking sociopath. Sociopath. There you go. He's he's the epitome of a sociopath. And he plays it so well. Oh, so well. Oh yeah. So well. Again, this was by far the best role I've ever seen Christian Slater play. Ever. Yeah. And then uh later on, uh, you know, because Daniel Stern got hit by the car, tells his wife as he's dying about what happened in Vegas. So now they're on the ed- they're on the edge trying to figure out what she knows, which gets to the best scene of the movie. <laughs> yeah, but before that, uh, Favreau basically lies and said that uh, he had a, he had, he had sex with a prostitute, which is what he was talking about. What happened in Vegas? Christian Slater doesn't care; he's going to kill her anyway yeah. because he's a psychopath. Or then and- after after he said that he that he uh, that he slept with a prostitute, he was like, and, and Chris, <laughs> boys like it wasn't the first time. It just made it worse. <laughs> he had a thing for prostitutes. He had a thing for prostitutes. He just kept making you, it worse. You didn't have to say that. All you, the, the, the one thing's bad enough. Yeah. Then he tries to kill her. And she promptly, you picked the wrong bitch, motherfucker. And just presents <laughs> to bite the fuck out of his nutsack for like 10 straight seconds. But he eventually and does that kill is her. the best scene of the entire movie because it was believable. But he, uh, he eventually does kill her and... Jeremy Piven, stricken with grief, is hammered off his ass. So at the funeral, yeah, and then uh, Christian Slater kills him. Gets mm. back in, yeah, kills him. Gets in the car, lights a cigarette, and he's like, he had a thing for her. She didn't, re- she didn't reciprocate. So he killed her, then himself. Yeah, and that's and that's and that's what he and uh, his brother were fighting about in the parking lot. Yep. Yeah, he yep. had that lie ready to go, and I'm like, yeah. God damn it, this fucking guy. Yep, and I, I hate Cameron Diaz in this role so much because oh she was every time a, yeah. really oh god no here's why because I, I I thought I, her I, performance sorry, was I, comedic gold her performance is fine it's her character her performance did what it was supposed to do yeah and that was piss you the fuck off. Yeah, because it did. I'm like, I'm so sick of this character. I was, I, I wanted her to die. Yeah, and she lived on the whole movie. She was on screen. Well, she did, but she got the worst possible. Oh yeah, uh, outcome out of everyone. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it, it, that's, it, that's it, it's complete. It's completely against 
everything that she wanted. Joe Finesse's character, um, is that Ralph Finesse's brother, by the way? Joe Finesse? Fines. He's played some, he's played some fines, whatever. Um, he's played some minor roles. He was in <clears throat> one of the alien movies. He's been in a couple of other movies. You'll he recognize him if you see him when you he, see him. I can't, I don't know for sure, but he looked like the brother from Face Off. Uh, no, it wasn't him. Okay. Yeah, that that wasn't him. But, I uh, can see the comparison. Yeah, but um, but no. What what I mean is like Favreau breaks down. He said he told her everything that happened. He's like, uh, boy's gone out of control. He's killed. He's killed these many people. He, he made us do this in Vegas, and she's like, I don't care. You are not going to interrupt my wedding. I'm like, mm. bitch, this just just kill her. <laughs> God damn it, she is the worst. Because she's written so unbelievable. You know what oh, I mean? Was, and that I literally don't believe this. She was so Cameron Diaz. Yeah. I like I nobody, no one on earth is the it, like if you realize your fiance had a hand in the death of two people and knew about the, the deaths of two others, you're not gonna you don't give a shit about your wedding. I've been planning this for 27 years since I've been born. Ugh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I, she I, was I, probably I, the most believable character in the entire movie. I, her her performance is supposed to make you hate her. Yeah. Um, and I and think only that, Cameron Diaz could have pulled that off. Yeah, and and I think the over the top nature, uh, especially when it came to her overlooking uh, multiple homicides, um, fit the tone of the film. Right. Um, because she didn't I, care. I, I, this film makes me laugh, dude. I, I find it, it, in I find it incredibly funny. Like it uh, makes me laugh whenever she's like, every time she's, she says it like 18 times, like, how much do you love me? And in my uh, mind, I'm like, oh God, less and less with every time you ask that. Like, I hate you so much. She was a bitch from the, from the time I pressed play, but she yeah. got so much worse. Yeah. And um, again, I don't think any other actress could have pulled this role off other than Cameron Diaz. I'm sure there are, but she's I, I I couldn't name them. I mean, Cameron Diaz, she's just she can play the unbearable bitch almost better than pretty much any other actress I've ever seen in Hollywood. <sighs> I'm trying to think of the lady's name, but basically that bitch from the hangover that uh Ed Helms was dating. Oh yeah, she plays no. Dr. Linda and Lucifer. Yeah. Um, she nailed that shit. Yeah. Yeah. But Cameron Diaz, she just invokes world class bitch when she needs to. And she does it better than mm -hmm. anybody else, in my opinion. I mean, she's believable. It's like, all right, this is who this woman is in real life. Yeah. But uh, I, I'm happy for the recommendation, but it's probably not a movie I'm going to revisit anytime soon because it was just kind of. I would say I'd probably give it a B minus as far as the oh, overall it's... presentation of it. It was a it was a it was a fun time. Yeah, it's a solid C. This, this this isn't a movie that I watch a lot. It's um, not a, like I said, I've never even heard of it. Every few years, it'll it'll pop into my head, or um, I'll see you know I'll see Favreau in a new story or something. And I'll, oh yeah, I remember that movie, and I want to watch it again. Right. Um, like, but no, I, I could. This isn't something that I. This isn't a like a yearly watch for me. Yeah. And I don't even know what year this movie came out, but I can tell you the last time I saw this movie before today when I watched it was the year it came out on the worst date I've ever had in my entire life, which I explained last week. So like 98, 97? Yeah, yeah, 1998. You sure? Yeah, sounds about right. Um, 
And I, but I remember it. I mean, it was one of those movies that I saw then. And I bet I you were watching. It. I bet you were watching it this go around. I'm like, oh yeah, that bitch. <laughs> I mean, the thought did cross my mind. I figured. Yeah. So with uh, all of that, I don't really know what else to talk about with the movie itself. Nope. Uh, yeah. Yeah. A- absolutely. Sure. Like I said, one of Christian Slater's best. Yeah, for sure. And that's pretty much it because everybody else was. They, was I mean, they, 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 there. Yeah, they did good. Jeremy Piven was Jeremy Piven. Exactly. Um, Daniel Stern was Daniel Stern. Favreau. John Favreau was John Favreau. You know, it was just a, nobody's going to win an Academy Award for these yeah. roles. That's for sure. It is definitely a movie that, in my humble opinion, is a thing. It gave us. Um, as far as the soundtrack is concerned, this is the movie oh. that gave us Limp Biscuit's version of um, Faith, the uh, Wham cover or the George Michael cover. Hmm. I already forgot about that. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I don't. Uh, Seth, uh, you've got we we else haven't even up? talked about how the movie ends yet. Oh man, that just sucks. <laughs> that's when I was like, dude. No, no that's one thing we. I mean, we 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 just we we get where right, we're done with this. We haven't even talked about that yet. This. No wonder they called it very bad things. Because holy fuck. Go ahead, Seth. It's your show. Mm-hmm. Well, they move the bodies. Uh, Piven and uh, what's his name? Uh, the quiet one. Yeah. Uh, no, Favreau and the quiet one. No, Favreau, yeah. yeah the uh, so they move all the bodies and <laughs> they they get into a goddamn car wreck. <laughs> that, 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 it dismembers both of them. No, Favreau a, lost his legs. The other guy, he yeah. was just put in a wheelchair and he had to use a tube to move around with, with, with his mouth. The they're dog lost a leg. They're yeah. both in wheelchairs. The dog lost a leg. They have Daniel Stern's crap children and Cameron Diaz is just walking around finally realizing what her life is with this 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 incredibly uncomfortably funny vision of of Favreau falling out of a wheelchair trying to get a kid to love him and <laughs> this whole this just menagerie of fuck yeah and to clean those just, fucking windows you better have yeah, she's just she's, she's breaking down and losing it. She goes out in the middle of the street and just oh, balls her eyes out, realizing what the shit that her life has become. And, and you, get, you get the sky camera view of mm-hmm. it, which yeah. was like so nineties. Yeah, I was like, God damn, that's how you're going to end your movie. I'll give you this: it takes balls to do that. <sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That I was like, all right, because I thought I was like, okay, well. Everybody, because I thought when I saw the car wreck, it was like, all right, well, everyone's dead. Nope. They get to live with with that. Yeah. Oh, God damn. Yeah. I, I like, especially the quiet guy. I was like, dude, just kill me. Yeah, some fates are worse than death. Yeah, that was a fucked up ending for sure. And I've only I've <laughs> I've seen very few endings in films that were as fucked up as that. Yeah, it was it was pretty bad. It was pretty bad. All right. So Next week is Dasher's turn. Yeah. Um, we're, of course, going to cover the next episode of 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I think we're all three looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Um, we're also going to cover the episode four of Invincible, which I know me and Seth are looking forward to, and I presume Ian to some extent. To some extent. And we're going to cover another of Jeremy Piven's movies. The um, Goods. The yes. Goods. Live Hard, Die Hard. It's a bad... Live Hard, Sell Hard. Live Hard, Sell Hard, yes. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, it's... Me and Ian have seen it. Seth, you have not seen it. I don't even know if you've ever heard of it. Um, but it's got Jeremy Piven, Bean Graves, Ken Jeong, Catherine Hahn. Um, so many people that you're like, Will, holy Will, crap. Will Ferrell plays a cameo appearance. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, it's it's just it's, it's full fucking of people. comedic gold. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and um, you can find it on Tubi, you can find it on Prime for like Two ninety nine plus tax. You'll have to pay to watch it, but it's worth it. It's worth your three dollars. Trust me when I say that. Yeah, okay. I, had to, I had to pay for this one. Yeah. Um, and by the just, way, I, I, like, I want fun. I want to institute a new rule that if uh, if you pick a movie that somebody has to spend three dollars to rent, you owe that person. You owe me a beer. If you don't least. like the movie, I completely agree with that. Well, I, I did. Like I said, I liked the film, but uh, I still feel I still like a beer. All right, Seth, you owe me a beer. All right. All right. So, uh, yeah, and, the goods. Live and hard, if Seth doesn't hard. like the goods, you owe him a beer. That's right. Starring uh, Jeremy Piven is Don the Goods Ready. And uh, we'll talk about all that next week. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I think we're all three going to enjoy it immensely. Looking forward all right. to it. Later, fellas. Later, later. <laughs>